I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Uh, chatting there briefly about, um, very quickly, about you know your emotional go-to foods after a stressful day. And this has to be the most disgusting thing, food combination I've ever heard of in my entire life. This comes in from Dan, our good mate Dan. He said, <laughs> has to be popcorn with onion powder and parmesan. Uh, onion powder is the most disgusting thing ever. I used it before when I was trying to make a stew because I didn't have any onion left. It does not work but, to, you know, remove an actual onion. It just doesn't replace it. That's sick. Very confused, Dan. I do like the idea of parmesan on... Like cheese on popcorn? Yeah, cheese on popcorn. I don't like cheesy popcorn, though. I wouldn't buy cheesy popcorn, but I would use fresh... Oh, yeah, truffle oil. Oh, yeah. Lads, what are you doing? Oh, that'd be nice, actually, yeah. Minus popcorn and onion. a bit of butter, maybe. That would be it. Mm. But popcorn and onion powder. Yeah, onion powder is rank. Don't don't eat that. That cannot be your go-to food. Your, 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 your stress-eating food, your emotional-eating food, the thing that you go to when you are had a bad day is popcorn with onion powder. Yeah. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, raspberry creams. They are like custard creams, but with raspberry, is that right? Raspberry creams. I'm thinking of those, um, what are those biscuits called, where it's like a biscuit and then the pink fluffy marshmallowy thing. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. That's a Kinder, no, Mikado. Yeah, something like that, but it's a raspberry one. That's what I think that is. Raspberry creams. Mm. They are delicious, though. Send us in a picture if you have one. Love cheese on toast. I do love cheese on toast too. That is solid. I have not had cheese on toast in years. Far too long. Oh, it's so good. Sometimes after the show, I always either have my crackers and cheese, the odd time I'll get the toast, put it in the grill and put some cheese on top. Oh, unbelievable. Food causes me the stress. What? Why does the food cause you the stress? Food causes me the stress. Okay, Dan. I don't think it's supposed to do that. <laughs> it's meant to do the exact opposite, sir. The exact opposite, yeah. So unfortunately not. Um, you know those people that say, oh, when I'm stressed I can't eat? I'm yeah, like, sorry, they're Sorry, what? How can you not eat? So the only thing you can do is uh, when you're stressed is eat and sleep and repeat the cycle. Pretty much. Um, yeah, listen, let us know if you have any other good ones. The thing you grab, maybe at the tub of Nutella with a spoon just when you've had a bad day. Your stress, your stress food, your emotional eating food that you binge on. 087-6797-104. Now, what do we know about playing hard to get? Yeah, playing hard to get. I mean, we've heard of this term a million and one times. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Apparently, it is a very good thing, regardless of your looks. 
Now, I found this really interesting. So they did a study over in Sweden where they got people to take part in this kind of blank online profile. Yeah. So everybody set up this profile, had their picture, uploaded their bio and their hobbies and all the rest of it. And they got half the group to, well, obviously the other half didn't know, to mm. be a little bit needy, to start ah, connecting okay. with people, um, viewing their profile, liking their stuff, their pictures and so on, just interacting with them basically. Now, these were probably the more attractive group, they would have said. But they found that those whose online profile indicated that they were selective in choosing a mate were more difficult to attract, perceived them as more desirable partners. So, yeah. So they scored them afterwards. And the eager ones, regardless of how they looked, so if you had just seen two pictures of, you know, a girl and you thought, she's a 10, yeah. she's a 5. And the 5 was being a little bit distant, the 10 was giving it socks, you probably would have gone for the 5. It's really weird. I can understand it if you're a 10, right? If you're an absolute 10 and you're a bit, if you're, if you're needy and clingy, straight away I'm thinking you're crazy. Isn't it? It's weird. I mean, you do not need to be this... No. You have choices. You're beautiful. You you have doors open for you. you. But then you suddenly think maybe they don't have choices. But then you're like, wonder why? Why do they not have choices? And why is she so needy? Has she stabbed a man to death? You should be untouchable. Yeah. Yet you're all over me. Yeah. It's a weird one, isn't it? Really confuses you. It's kind of reverse psychology. But it's hard to stop yourself, especially if you like someone. You know when you get into a relationship first and yeah. you're trying to cross the line... And not, or sorry, not cross the line in terms of how much is too much. Mm. Do I text back every two seconds? Yeah, I know. Do I wait a while? Do I do I look a little bit less interested than he is? You know, I've tried it. I've done it. A, a mate of mine years ago was 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 really into this girl, like big time. And like they 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 scored once or twice. Yeah. And they were texting back and forth. And I remember him going, "Oh, I texted yesterday, and she hasn't texted back." And he was like, well, I text her again. I was like, dude, don't. Never do that. Never. Don't. I was like, just, just control yourself, man. Just don't. Otherwise, you'll come across as really like... Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's the most unattractive quality in anyone. It really is. Yeah. I was talking to him the next day, and what did he do? He texted her. He texted her. And then suddenly she was like, absolutely not. But they yeah. even say, they actually even say... Painful. Further on in this study, that if you're in a long-term relationship and you've broken up with a partner, you know, one of the people in the relationship usually breaks up with the other one, someone is devastated. If that devastated person does not act frantic trying to get them back or texting them, I miss you, you know, please come back with me, whatever. If they actually stopped for two weeks, this is saying, the other person that broke up with them will suddenly start remembering the good things about them and... Exit the negative. Remove the bad stuff. Yes. So hang on, the person who broke up with them. Yeah. So then suddenly Uh, you're going, hang on a second, wonder where they're at. Maybe I made the wrong decision. And then they end up creeping back in. Uh, So if you have been dumped by someone you really, really like, blank them. Just blank them for two weeks. Let them linger. Don't respond to them. Don't post anything online. And then see if they uh, reach out just to see how you are. And then suddenly, they're the ones chasing you. Now, they might just leave and just never come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'll show you how he's, he's, he's hooked up with someone else already. That this has is, happened. But like, this yeah. is really embarrassing and this yeah. is really awkward. God, that, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but it's really interesting. And it does, it does make sense because we've all been there. We've all been either on the receiving end of it or been 
the eager beavers ourselves. So playing hard to get works. Playing hard to get works. To an extent. They did say to an extent. You know, you can play hard to get, but then you can also lose interest. And you can just be annoying. Annoying, yeah. And then just send the wrong wrong signal. So where's that where's that where's that line? Where do you draw that line? I'd say you draw that line. It depends on where you are in the relationship though. If you're starting off, you know, maybe don't write back immediately, leave it a few hours. But I think days is a bit much. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're not not writing back for days, then you're just showing you're not interested. They'll end up moving on. Which is fair. Which is fair. But listen, there you go. One thing in particular though, if you are uh, if you do this on a regular basis, apparently it will make you seem and appear far more attractive than you are. Any ideas what it is? So we've got playing hard to get on the one hand, and if you do this, you're going to just drive them insane. Mm. Is it something to do with your looks? Nothing to do with your looks. Oh. So the good news if you're minging. Okay. If you're rotten and rancid and just offensive to people just by your looks, this is going to help you out. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, what could it be? Your shoes? I would say this is a behaviour as opposed to a thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, being a nice person. Mm, more specific than that, if you think you know what it is, by the way. 0876797104 back with our select Irish track of the week from Malahide's Sophie Doyle Ryder. It's called Too Much. It's on the way next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Sophie Doyle Ryder, Too Much. That's our Irish select track of the week. Uh, she was on playing Poker Face with us as well. Was it this week? Last it Tuesday week. or the week before? It was the week before, New yeah. New rules was this week. My apologies, yeah. Uh, on last week. Uh, cracking talent. She's only going into sixth year as well, so she'll probably have a huge career ahead of her. But do be sure to check her out uh, and support her. Um, still to come, we'll be chatting briefly about odd numbers, but we were chatting there about things that... Um, well, whether or not playing hard to get is a good strategy. It is to a point, right? But what is the one thing that you can do to make yourself appear more attractive than you are. No, or I, said, I shouldn't say more attractive than you are, but appear more attractive to other people. I said be a nice person. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Person. Yeah, kind of. It's a little bit more specific than that. It's a little bit more specific than kindness, uh, which a few people have texted in to 0876797104. Thank you for that, Amanda. It's a little, little bit more... Generous. Giving. Is it generous? Go. It is kind... It is generosity. If you are seen to be more uh, generous with your time and giving in your behaviour, people will rate you as being far more attractive. I thought that would mean that you're a little bit of a pushover. Like more kind of... Like, Why? I don't know. I would have said if you're overly kind or generous that people will just start to use and abuse, you know? You're giving stuff away all the time and maybe being a bit weak, yeah. If you're yeah. walking down Grafton Street and they're like, hey pal, do you have a second? You're like, oh no. Exactly. Although that's what happened to me the other day. It was very, very stressful. But um, no, there you go. If you are uh, if you are seen to be more generous with your time, and it doesn't have to be with your money, but if you are a more generous person, people will perceive you as being more physically attractive than what you actually are. That's mad. It's a little weird. It is kind of weird, but yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Would you Nobody... be more attractive to uh, someone who was a bit more giving, kind, generous with their time? Yeah, I probably would. 
Yeah, I probably would. But at the same time, you, you, there's a limit. You can't be too kind or too generous, too right, giving, yeah. too um, available. Do you know that kind of way? Then it's unattractive. And then as well, like if, if you get into a relationship with this person and they can't uh, give you any time because all of their time and money is going towards really good altruistic causes... Like, do you want to do dinner on Friday night? You're like, no, I'm, I'm actually down the soup kitchen. I'm the do-gooder, remember? Uh, do you want to go out Sunday? No, I'm uh, helping out with the football team. What about Monday? Giving blood on Monday. Yeah, that's never a good sign. So maybe you're, uh, you know, your generosity starts impacting other people. Yeah. And you're a little bit selfish where you're like, no, yeah, it doesn't really work too don't much. Don't be like that person. But there you go. If you want to be a little bit more attractive and be, you know, take yourself maybe from a six to a seven or a seven to an eight. You can be you can be sounder, I should say. Yes, you can absolutely be sounder. Always be sounder, always be nicer, always be kinder. Yeah. But just know your limit, don't go overboard. Hashtag, hashtag be kind. What do we know about odd numbers? So odd numbers, right? So if you think about an odd number or an even number, which would you prefer to look at? Me would be an odd number. Three, five, sevens. Nine. Okay, but say you're turning up the volume on the remote control. Oh, okay. Yeah, has you know to be what I a, mean. Has to be a ten. Would you Would you leave it at the nine? Uh, no, and I I have people who are, must have or friends I know who must have OCD. Where like if if they're over in your gaff and you know you obviously when you're kids younger you'd be going over watching stuff all the time. Yeah. And if you set it to a, like an eleven or a twenty-seven, uh, they'd freak out. It would have to be in either multiples of fives or ten with the volume. It could be at set at twenty-five. Yeah. But it couldn't be set at twenty-four or twenty-six, or it could be set at twenty or thirty. Yeah. Couldn't be set at anything in between, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, there is research to back this up. So odd numbers, especially primes, present more of a challenge and take longer for our brains to process. So studies have shown that um, even numbers are more attractive to customers when the brand name includes an even number rather than an odd number. Which is weird, though, Which because is you've got other psychological pricing where people are like 99, 99. They don't. They never have it as a twenty quid that's or a forty good, quid. That's a good point for sales, isn't it? Yeah. If you're selling things, twenty nine ninety nine, thirty quid. You're like no way. But you, know, but you know what it could be as well. It's kind of more appealing to the eye. Do you know what I mean? Nine nine nine, as opposed to, you know, two euro. I know. It's, it's nearly taking up less space, yeah, less exactly. stuff for you to look at. So you're you're kind of noticing there's a sale on, um, but yeah, I just find that really interesting that. An even number is much more appealing to us, no matter what it is, than an odd number. So, well, yeah. Well, coming back they, to they the appear remote control. More, they appear more frequently, is what I'm trying to say. So, you see them more often than not. Yeah, it's easier to add up even numbers as opposed to like fives and sevens and twos and, well, twos and an even number. But going back to your remote control debate, an example, I should say, zeros, fives and tens are perfectly acceptable for most people. 10, yes. 15, 20, 25. Yes. I would say that too. Um, mine is usually 10. Yeah. But it's weird, even microwaving something, I won't leave it at like a minute and 32 seconds. Really? Oh yeah, it'd have to be a minute and 30 if I was doing anything. What about at the petrol pump? Would you leave oh, it at yeah, like 30 get... quid, 21, or 31 euro, 28 cent? That's actually really interesting. Always on the button. I get really stressed. You know the way I stop pumping and I'm like letting it dribble out till it gets to like 10 euro or whatever it is. But um, yeah, that happens a lot. But you never have an odd number of petrol. No. And sometimes it happens, obviously. It would be 10.03 and I'm like, oh, for 
God's sake. But would you would you like would you ever fill the tank just to whatever it's full and then pay the sixty or Never. seventy-two euro eighty-one? Absolutely not. Cause you too much stress. Yeah, it just doesn't suit me. It doesn't feel right doing that. Uh, yeah, it's just awkward. Okay. So no, definitely not. So this makes sense, I guess. But it's interesting when it's broken down like that. You're like, oh yeah, odd numbers. We don't like them. So there you go. Sorry about that. If you're um. I'm trying to think. Oh, my birthday's on an odd number. Yours Mine's is on an not. even. Yeah, see? It's all making sense now. Um, well, there you go. Um, before we wrap up, here is a uh, breakup song, Little Mix. We're uh, it's Room 104 here. <laughs> on FM 104, we'll be back in two. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Little Mix, breakup song, wrapping up, which has uh, been an interesting Room 104. Yes, definitely interesting. I think that's the beauty of live radio. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, it could be a fitting song to end on as well. I think so, yeah. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm grand. I'm grand. I'm grand now that I know it's done. I can get over it now and I'm like, grand. I'll keep this picture. It's funny. But I'm glad the other part is not happening. Do you want to describe the picture in case you've just tuned in? Okay, I'll describe the picture for anyone that hasn't heard. Um, So earlier on, the prank was that, well, it was your turn. It was a picture frame with a picture of me holding up some hemorrhoid cream that says, are you aggressive? Are your aggressive hemorrhoids a real pain in the ass? Uh, And then there's a little quote from me saying, hemorrhoids can be a real bummer. Sir Shalong, FM 104 presenter. And then it goes on to talk about... um, that I'm a radio presenter, spend most of my time sitting on my on my ass. It's pretty funny. That's I mean, me it, yeah. it is funny. Um, the only problem was you wanted to take it a step further and put this in the Sun newspaper tomorrow. Mm-hmm. At which point I drew the line on that one. You can call me Buzzkill all you want. <laughs> no, fair enough. The risk I had to take. It was a didn't risk. Didn't turn out the way I thought it, but fair enough. But, look, I think we're done with our pranks anyway. I think we need to call them a day. I'm just saying this sets you up nicely to do whatever the hell you want. Just saying. Well, it's done. If you wanted revenge, you would have revenge for the rest of the year. It's done. And I couldn't say anything. It's done now. It's done now. It's done now. We have called it quits. So, thankfully you won't get my reaction tomorrow. Like you planned. Um, yeah you, you should have thought this through I did unless I don't realise unless you had an aggressive hemorrhoid issue as a kid that's traumatising you no I've actually never had hemorrhoids <laughs> it's one thing I haven't done got them right okay good luck right yo anyway well, we will be back tomorrow we may be back tomorrow <laughs> you, you never he's not going to get fired over this obviously uh, who knows you would if you hadn't gone to the heads but because they signed off, it's now their issue and it's been dealt with, so you're fine. But anyway, we'll be back tomorrow night from 10. Ihua. <laughs> Bye. Just maybe just Iha. That's a good night. <laughs> right, talk to you tomorrow at 10 after Freaks on Friday. Good luck. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.